Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast, where we talk all Hasbro, Takara, and third-party... Transformers! On this episode of Transmissions, we've got a TFCon hangover, but the show must go on. Mike joins us as we go over a new third-party double dealer, an exclusive 2007 movie 15th Anniversary Studio Series set, and much more. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022, and this is episode 495 of Transmissions. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that's enjoying the return of convention Christmas in July. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Creator, producer, and star of Empire of Rust, Editor Mike. Merry July, Miss Everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hello. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us and keep the show going. It's your thoughts, prayers, and money that uh, keep this show going. So we really appreciate it. And uh, if you are not a Donatrion and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. So, uh, Daryl, you've been uh, you've been busy in the podcast minds. We've got a we've got another special episode coming up this week. Uh, I think we we settled on a name, didn't we? For like we're we're this is uh we're talking Transformers. What's the name? You had you had the name. What's what's the name? Did Darryl? I? I don't know. I've just been calling them special episodes. But if you want to call them talking Transformers, <laughs> that's fine with me. Um, but uh, it's it's talking Transformers and other things. I think is what you know. It's because <laughs> we we uh, we we uh, I, I sat down with um, uh, a bunch of different people, and this episode that we've got coming out on Thursday is me talking with Maz from the Triple Takeover podcast, and uh, he you know I, I've uh, I've known Maz uh, online only because I've never met him in person, but I've I've known of him for quite a long time. He takes some of the most uh, gorgeous photos of, uh, you know, Transformers and other, uh, you know, similarly, uh, you know, robotic things. And uh, I've I've wanted to uh, to chat with him about, uh, you know, the f- photography and, uh, you know, some of the other passions that he has because um, he's really into cars. And I am also a very big, you know, car nut myself. So uh, I also wanted to talk to him about that and, you know, being in Iceland because he lives in Iceland now and I wanted to talk to him about that. So, uh, you know, plus we also have this thing about Transformers that we all have in common. So, you know, I uh, I really wanted to chat with him about uh, all those things. So it was really interesting for me to sit down and, and chat with Maz. Plus, uh, you know, he's got this this podcast triple takeover that has just to kind of hit the uh, the podcast sphere by storm and uh, it's it's been a really fun fun ride awesome yeah i mean i i thought like let's talk transformers with daryl because you know that's your tagline right so you know <laughs> but it's not the... just transformers it's it's other things too I, so. I i know i know <laughs> it's okay <laughs> people already know you're a liar so oh, oh. <laughs> wow <laughs> take that <laughs> I go for the low hanging fruit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll check out the next exciting episode of Let's Talk Transformers with Daryl, featuring Maz from Triple from Triple Takeover on the coming this Thursday. So tomorrow, as you're listening to this, it'll be out tomorrow. So mm-hmm. uh, enjoy, and it'll be right here in the feed. So if you are subscribed to the main transmissions feed, uh, you should get access immediately. 
All right. Also this week, uh, of course, we had the next episode of our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast as Empire of Rust. And this was episode 80, The Irish Bodyguard. Uh, and yeah, it just came out this Monday, July 18th. So as you're listening to this, you should already have access to this. It's also in the feed. Uh, if you are not uh, on the main transmissions feed, you can also go directly to the Empire of Rust feed at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. That's where you can get all those episodes. Uh, uh, Mike, any uh, anything special you want to tease for this week's episode? A lot of finger snapping. <laughs> okay. And I'll just leave that right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i, I think that i definitely got the like a little bit of the vibe of, you know want to talk to your manager in this episode so uh, <laughs> yep <laughs> I, mean, I think people should enjoy that <laughs> and uh, also with uh yeah a little while ago uh Myself, Jeremy, and Dr. Pants were invited by Mike to try out the Transformers deck building card game. And we did an online uh, playthrough of that. So uh, we've got to and, – and we did record it for some reason. So we're going to put it out for everyone to see. Uh, and, and Mike, you did, you did all the, the editing and, and production on this. So how do you think it turned out? Yeah, I actually really love the way it, uh, it turned, it came out. I, I used to do video editing a lot more, uh, previously than in the last couple of years, but it was fun kind of getting back into that. So what we did is we, uh, we popped it up on tabletop sim over on Steam and then we just got together and played because tabletop sim is, is just that. It's a, tabletop simulator and you can play card games board games and what have you straight on it so it was a, a fun time so got everything uh, up on there and yeah the the four of us just played through it and it's it was a fun time it was a really great time it was i think one of the, the first times i was actually able to play uh play the game straight through and i think it might have been the first time for some of you guys as well was it the mm -hmm. the first time for you charles jeremy was it or yeah yeah yeah, definitely. Yep. I mean, uh, it had a pretty steep learning curve, but then once we got into it, towards the end of the game, it was just a blast. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with uh, deck building games, it'll go a little smoother. Like if you're uh, like a Dominion or something like that, it'll you'll you'll get the concepts pretty easily. But it it does feel different than that. So there's you know. There's some there's some really neat stuff with it. So, yeah, we're going to be releasing mm -hmm. it uh, over next week, over uh, four days, because it was uh, a good three hours or so to actually go through the game from start to finish. That was including like teaching uh, how to do it and kind of going through some sample turns with everyone too. So, yeah, we split it up into a couple episodes, and we will uh, be releasing those next week for all of you folks to enjoy. Yep, and that'll be all on our YouTube channel. So this won't be an audio. Uh thing so you'll have to um watch it on youtube and see all our smiling faces as uh we go through it it, it would be pretty hard to follow just audio <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and daryl was invited but he declined so we did not exclude daryl on purpose for anything <laughs> i'm starting to think it's just me at this point <laughs> <laughs> no, You're giving me a complex it's, it's, here, Daryl. <laughs> no, it's not you. It's the uh, it's the material. It's <laughs> I am <laughs> I am not that uh, not that kind of fan. So I'm you know I, I I don't play those games. I don't I I'm not a fan of those kind of stuff. That that kind of stuff. So I don't uh, I don't enjoy it. So I I don't do it. Hmm. 
We still love you, Daryl. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, two thirds of us still love you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Jeremy. Jeremy, that was an incredibly mean thing to, to say. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's talk some toys. I'm just kidding. I'm sure Jeremy loves you too. <laughs> Most of the time. All right, thank God. I'm dying here. Um <laughs> Let's start off the show this week by talking about a prototype that uh, we've got uh, uh, that came out this week. This is from Mastermind Creations, and it is their R51 Prodator Nimbus. I'm sure I'm screwing that name up, but uh, it's my best shot. Uh, and it is the uh, it is a test shot of their G1 Double Dealer, and we just saw a double dealer get revealed and that was at uh, tfcon in their third party panel but that was by fans hobby so this is the is a heavy retool of the mastermind creations uh dzef uh and it's their idw desaurus so they are heavily heavily retooling this thing and uh, and turning it into a double dealer and you can take a look at some of these pictures here and you can really see that i mean the only thing that kind of resembles the fact that it, it was a Deathsaurus is the fact that it still has the, you know, the giant chicken mode that Deathsaurus has. So it's still got this giant bird uh, as uh, one of its modes. Other than that, it's a really a very different uh, figure here. Um, so I'm I'm very impressed with this. Double Dealer's a, uh, he's a very cool character. Uh, he's got the double target mass, or the double um power masters and uh you can see both of them here um and yeah he's uh he's a cool looking character man um it's interesting to see i want to see the colors i mean i can kind of peg it you know as far as you know what it's going to look like but those final colors are, are always kind of important i was really hoping to see the uh the idw like the mastermind creations Desaurus at tfcon because if it was there i'm probably would have walked out with one um but uh, alas it was not uh, at the show so uh you know we'll see but this is one of those uh, figures this uh, this double dealer that uh, i might uh, i might look at getting uh, if i if i don't end up with a desaurus uh mike the, is there a uh, is there a third party desaurus in your future Des, uh desaurus maybe Double dealer? Not so certain. Double dealer too? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with this. The first time I saw these images, I thought it was a Desaurus. <laughs> I really did. Uh, and it's, it's not a bad figure. I, I do like the look of it, but I can't not see that giant chicken mode from, <laughs> from Desaurus. So I, I'm really just like, that's like the only vibe I'm really getting getting from it on this um i have the the ah which one the siege siege earthrise which whichever yep. one it was the, the latest rise yeah i do have that one i think i'm satisfied with it it's a this is a cool looking figure don't get me wrong uh it's just i don't know just uh just not for me i think because i already have uh i already have one so i'm not in uh, not in the market for a third-party figure of a figure they already have that I don't love that much. So, okay. um, but I will say, like the the look of the figure, though, really amazing, really solid. 
you know, as long as you can get past the giant chicken mode, you're good. <laughs> the uh, mm-hmm. the double power masters on it is they they both look pretty amazing. They both look very poseable too, considering the size of the figures. So that's that's really nice. But yeah. So it, it's certainly a pass for me, but I can really appreciate the the look. I would like to see the the Autobot face close up though, because it, it's it's looking nice. I, I do kind of want to see more see it in more detail. So yeah, cool, right on, uh, Charles. The uh, I mean, if you add this with the uh, the Dasaurus, then uh, you're well on your way to a a a, a robotic chicken coop, um, and. <laughs> We're Nailed well aware it. of your, we're we're well aware of your affinity towards robotic chickens. Um, so, what what say you on uh, on the addition of this <laughs> robotic chicken? Uh, I I liked him better when he was a vulture. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, I I mean it's the yeah I mean I, the the. I mean, it is. I, I thought Double Dealer. I mean, the I, I did take a quick look at TFU.info to look at the original Double Dealer figure, and yeah, I mean that that beast mode. I guess I thought it was originally a vulture. Like he's because he's supposed to be like a scavenger, right? I mean, because that's yeah. Because I mean, he's you're like probably a, you right. Know, mercenary. Um, but his yeah, but this this mode is very. It it is very chicken like he's got he's got a lot of junk in the trunk there he's his legs are very <laughs> are very wide and you know not not he's he's not flying anywhere with this <laughs> in this uh, this chicken mode here um and i mean i think actually i i think it's it's actually a, it looks pretty cool in in all three modes um but yeah i mean i i would i would, i don't really have an affinity for double dealer um and uh, you know, I, I'd say the Death Saurus probably wore it better. Like the the chicken mode for de- the uh, kaiju chicken mode was better than vulture chicken mode, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I would say probably you know go with the. I mean, if you can find the Mastermind Creations Death Saurus figure, I'd say that's a better version of this than this mold here. So I mean, unless you're a big fan of Double Dealer, but it's not for me. But it, it's still it still looks okay, I guess. All right, and uh, Jeremy. Um, I mean, it's a tank, uh, with a rocket, big rocket. <laughs> you like, uh, you like bombing, uh, with chickens, uh, double dealer. No, I mean, I don't know. A double dealer has never really been a character I've had a big attachment to. I think this looks good. And for the most part, outside of what everyone has said about the chicken mode, I think they've done a good job retooling it. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder, they call this a great test shot and this is clearly just they took the pictures and applied a black and white filter onto it. I was just going to say, probably because yeah. it still has the the colors from the Death Source, I'm sure. Mm. So it wouldn't make sense. But you know, I, I'm wondering if black and white photos are going to become the new gray test shot, where <laughs> they just take what they have and just make it grayscale. But you know, it's interesting photography. But and I don't know. I, I think this looks good. It will probably hit its market, but it's just not for me just because of the character. Cool. Well, that's it. That's all I had this week. Uh, what did you bring, Jeremy? I have some uh, something that will probably get more information this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con. But we have some hints on the uh, Earthspark to- toy line from Hasbro Ignite 2022. And... It looks like it's going to have three play patterns. There's going to be surprise conversion, classic conversion, and magic conversion. And so classic is 
obviously going to be your, you know, what we have now, manual stuff. Surprise conversion, my speculation is it would be like when we had like the cars that would like hit something and then transform. And then magic would probably involve some other object like we've had with the cyber planet keys and things like that, that trigger the, the transformation. So I don't know. I, I think it's neat. Obviously there's, um, this is going to be similar to the Cyberverse line tied into the show, not really targeted towards those of us that are in the generations camp, but I, I am excited to see what they do here. And then it also says that a spin changer will be priced similar to an ultra class toy. So, um, that is going to be pretty big and they're going to release in 2023. So, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll probably find out more this weekend, but wanted to, to bring this up because Earthspark is coming quickly. Um, so the other thing I have to talk about here is we have, um, a picture of the packaging for the Tonkinator, the G1 Devastator recolor, and they have basically taken the um, the classic Devastator gift set and done it up in yellow for Tonkinator. And we have all the the names for the the different um, components. They're all Autobots. We have Mega Dozer, Skyhook, Power Digger, Mega Hauler, Motor Load, and Motor Mix. So. Um, I, I think they did a fantastic job on that packaging art. Um, and I, I really wish we would get a regular G1 colored box set like this again. Uh, but uh, Mike, um, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the Earthspark stuff or the Tonkinator? Because we haven't talked to you since that was really, uh, that was announced. So the Earthspark, not especially. Uh, I mean, aside from, you know, the trailers that showed up for, for Earthspark, I haven't really been keeping up too much with, with that news. I mean, just from what you guys have been, mm-hmm. have been saying, you know, I'll, I'll take a look. I am not a hundred percent certain that I'm really the target market for that. So, mm, you know, uh, as far as Tonkinator goes, I, th- I think that I was on when this was announced and no, no, I'm sorry. I was not. I was uh, on like the week before that. So my thoughts on, on Tonkinator are a little complicated. When it was first announced, I was like, Oh, what is this shit? Just, just get rid of this. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't need this in my life. The more I've seen it, the more I've come to appreciate it. And seeing the actual box set on this is kind of tempting and it looks kind of nice. I probably wouldn't take it out of the package, but I'm a little tempted to pick it up if I it it would have to be an in-store pickup cuz I it it's not something I'm going to pre-order. But if I saw this in stores, I would be hard like hard-pressed not to pick this up, I think at at this point. Yeah, awesome. And, and this is a Target exclusive for Tonkinator. I have one Target um, near me. Well, Target exclusive I think in the US, it's something else yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, Daryl, you don't have targets, but I'm sure you're going to get the Tonkinator somewhere. Um, what are your thoughts on these two things? Well, the um, the Earthspark stuff is uh, is like you said, it's completely out of my wheelhouse. It's it's an easily avoidable uh, thing for me. Um, but it, it, if it's still around when my uh, my son uh, starts watching TV, then uh, then yeah, I'll put it on for him. Um, but uh, as far as the toys go, I mean, right now he loves playing with his rescue bots, Optimus Prime. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, if it's if it's similarly like that, then 
you know, I can give it to a, a, a two-year-old. He'll be two by the time this comes out. So, yeah, it, it, I'll look at them. But, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things that if I can kind of brainwash them into liking Transformers at a young age, then I'll uh, I'll do that. I'm not opposed to, to doing that. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as that goes, I'm, I'm personally, I'm not interested. But if I can use it to kind of to bring uh, bring my kid into it, then I will. Uh, as far as the Tonkinator stuff goes, the uh, I mean, that that original G1 art is uh, is classic. So repurposing that for Tonkinator, that's I mean, that's that's brilliant marketing right there. Um, I like, I like the way it looks. It looks great. The, uh, the names are, are fun and, and, and work well. Um, anybody getting this, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be very similarly made to the, uh, the reissue of Devastator that came out a couple of years ago. So, uh, so yeah. Um, if, uh, if you're looking to get it and, and thinking that it's going to go up in value, I don't know about that. That's, uh, you know, it's it's Tonkinator. It's not Devastator. It's Tonkinator. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a fun little take on it. And uh, for people that are, um, you know, they're like, oh, it's the Yellow Devastator. Well, that you know, it has existed before. It is a the G two Devastator that uh, that came out. It was yellow, and there was an orange one too. So you know, maybe uh, think about that. But yeah, no, it's it's a fun looking box, and uh, I have no idea where this would show up here in Canada. Maybe at uh, at a GameStop or something like that. But yeah, cause they sometimes get the target stuff. Maybe a Toys R Us, they get star target stuff too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it could be, could, it could land anywhere or nowhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Charles, um, you do have targets and, uh, I think you also have Nickelodeon maybe. <laughs> what are yes. your thoughts on, on the, both of these things? So, um, Earthspark, I, I'm curious about. I, I definitely am willing to give it a shot. I, I don't know, like if it's aimed if it's aimed at rescue, like at the rescue boss audience or at the um, cyberverse audience. Yeah, I think uh, it's more cyberverse. You know, okay. Older kids. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then then I'll definitely give it a shot. I mean, I was not I was not particularly excited about cyberverse before I watched it, and then it turned out to be a really great show. So I really enjoyed cyberverse. So. If Earthspark is as good as Cyberverse, I'd say that's great. Um, what I was not really excited about with Cyberverse were the toys. So, like, I don't think I bought any Cyberverse toys, um, you know, because just they didn't appeal to me. Uh, I mean, they were, yeah, they were. I mean, I, I, it, fe- it felt like they were a step down from the, the normal, um, you know, Generations line, which, I mean, I think... Um, uh, the um uh what was it the transformer when we had transformers prime you know now over 10 years ago those toys were still targeted at kids but they were still like you know well done toys i don't know um yeah and dj ron is the chat saying did i didn't i i didn't get a uh, um uh the with rack and ruin and i did i did want to get rack and ruin but i never found them i never saw them in stores and i i didn't track them down so um, one at tf but uh Oh, there was? Well, I never saw it. Oh, well. I couldn't pull you away from Andrew Wildman for 10 seconds to get into the dealer room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but but uh, I I wonder what the Earthspark toys are going to be like. And hopefully um, uh, the Earthspark toys maybe are more appealing than the Cyberverse toys were. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I can only hope. I, I have no I have no speculation to, to go on to, to say whether that'll be good or bad. But I guess we'll see. Um, for the Tonkinator, I 
kind of have no interest in it. I mean, I, I feel like, like, you know, I, like I, I, I'd rather have a Devastator reissue. I know, I know we already got a Devastator reissue. I mean, a G2 Devastator reissue would be great. I don't, I have no affinity for repurposing Devastator as Tonka Autobots. Like, I, I don't have any nostalgia for Tonka trucks, I guess. Um, I mean, for those who do, that I guess it's great, enjoy. But for me, it's it's kind of a hard pass for me. Yeah, it's understandable. It's really expensive. So, yeah. All right. Well, that is everything I have this week, Mike. What do you have? Uh, so over on uh, Hasbro Pulse social media, they uh, surprised us with a big reveal for the Amazon exclusive Transformers Studio Series movie 07 15th anniversary multipack. A uh, big long title, but you know what? This is a five pack of reissues of the Studio Series bots from the 07 movie line. So there's a Voyager Prime in there uh, that was Studio Series 32. And then there's an Ironhide, which is uh, 14, uh, Ratchet 04, Jazz 09, and Bumblebee 49. Uh, the, the maskless Bumblebee specifically. Uh, and yeah, so this is a, a five-pack Amazon exclusive of these uh, five bots, kind of capitalizing on the uh, the that kind of initial bunch of bots. So uh, the links for it is already live on Amazon for pre-orders, uh, and it is scheduled for release on December 1st of uh, this year. Uh, but also according to this article, there is going to be some limited quantities available on Hasbro Pulse. Uh, so if you are on the premium service for Hasbro Pulse, you probably have a good chance of, of getting this there if you're, uh, if you want to. Uh, it's also got a, a backdrop kind of to display the five figures on, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, let's see here. Charles, why don't I start off with, uh, you? Uh, do you have any of these original figures? Uh, does the the five pack here appeal to you at all? Not really. I mean, I I have I do have some. I'm like I had some movie figures in the past. I think um, you know my kids were when were my kids were younger. I got them a Bumblebee. I had a Star Scream, like a movie 2007 movie Star Scream. Um, I mean that's he's not in this set but i mean these are all only, only the autobots but i i was never i mean i we've talked about this on the show before i've never been a fan of the movie aesthetic so the i've never really collected a lot of the movie toys so i mean i definitely see this is this is a draw for people who are nostalgic for the 2007 movie which is weird to say since <laughs> you know it still feels like 2007 was not that long ago but um yeah i mean i i guess all the kids who saw this in 2007 are now grown up and are looking to scratch their nostalgia itch. So um, enjoy. Uh, I will not be joining you. <laughs> it is 15 years ago there, there, Charles. So this was someone's yeah. G1. No, I, I totally, I totally acknowledge that. And I support you and, and celebrate your, uh, your nostalgia. So please enjoy, but I will not be buying this. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jeremy? Have you picked up any of the, the Studio Series stuff and any interest in this Studio Series thing? The only Studio Series I have is 86, and that's really all of the interest I have. So it, I won't be picking these up. I think I only have one or two movie toys, in you know, even outside the Studio Series, and 
didn't really like them, so I just didn't get any others. So happy for all the people that do enjoy the the movie stuff, um, but this is not for me. So I do like the the backdrops though, because one of them is the the house where they were like destroying all the plants and everything, trying <laughs> to hide. And the other one was the the alley where Sam first encounters the the Transformers. So I, I I appreciate what they're doing here. I, re- I really like that, but just the figures are not for me. All right. Uh, Daryl, you have a bunch of the Studio Series figures. Uh, do you have any of these and any interest in this set? So I do have a couple Studio Series figures that are not 86. Um, but uh, And I do have one of these. I have the Optimus Prime, so Studio Series 32. And... That one specifically is probably the best figure out of this entire five pack because that's the figure that combines with the jet fire. So studio series 35. So if you can track down a studio series 35, then you can really make use of this, uh, this five pack. Um, the, the rest of this five pack though, the Ironhide, the ratchet, the jazz and the bumblebee, they, they're, kind of garbage um so they're all the the jazz the uh, ratchet and then the Ironhide are all really early studio series figures and like we're into the the 70s now with the studio series you know non-86 line and you know i don't know how many freaking bumblebees we've gotten but you know yeah this is studio series 49 bumblebee but Man, oh man, this is, you know, is it, is this the best Bumblebee? Oh, damned if I know, but it's, it's, it's one of a vast amount that has been released in this line. And, but the other, the only thing that really kind of irks me on this is the fact that this is another ginormous freaking multi-pack. So, okay, they, they keep releasing these multi-packs and you say, sure, this is a 2007 anniversary multi-pack but do you really need to spend a hundred and fifty dollars to get you know to to buy this this set like i don't know to were these figures really that popular the optimus prime is the optimus prime's really popular and hard to get but do you need to buy four other garbage figures to get the optimus prime um i would say no but that's just me Somebody else that's maybe really into the the Studio Series line can maybe comment and and let me know whether the uh, these figures are in fact garbage because I mean I've messed with a bunch of these at the the shop that I help out at and I really don't like them. But then again, I got a pretty hard bias against these figures, so that's probably showing here. But I just I really don't like the fact that they're putting out these multi packs because a they're crazy expensive. And B, there's might be only one or two figures in this entire thing that somebody might want, right? The other multi-pack we got is the other, the most recent Buzzworthy Bumblebee one where everyone just wants the the gold bug, right? Who gives a crap about the rest of the, the four, the three figures in that multi-pack, but that gold bug is going to sell that thing and they know it. So they're packaging it with a whole bunch of other junk. So yeah, this is, I don't know. I, I see the point of doing it, but I... I don't like it. So I'm thankful that mm. I have the Optimus that I wanted because I do have the Jetfire and I can combine them and be happy with the, the piece that I have. 
But uh, for anyone out there who's been have, having a hard time finding an Optimus Prime, uh, this is not the way to go about getting one. Yeah, there are one one thing. I mean, it's not a one to one comparison, but you know, if you look at the cost of this and then the cost of Tonkinator, I mean, for yeah. someone whose G one was the movies, you know, I can see where they would have the value of that. While they're looking at us, it's like, why would you pay a hundred dollars for, you know, this G one figure that's like you know, so small compared to the modern figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I can see that for sure. Cause Tonkinator is only like what, 20 bucks cheaper than this. Yeah. Yeah. That's so a, in terms of toy, you're getting much more toys. With oh, the tons more. Studio series. Yeah. <laughs> tons more toy with this. And I, and yeah, I get that for sure. The, the price on Tonkinator is outrageous. Yeah. That's a really good point there too. I mean, that's like six G1 figures, just all plastic and and yeah, you're spending like a, a hundred twenty for these, and this five pack is like a, a hundred. It's listed for a hundred forty two on Amazon, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a, a rough pill to swallow. All right, well, uh, I think it's it's safe to say it's a, a pass for uh, for most of us. It's a pass for myself as well. I've I picked up the the some of the movie line figures back when they came out in oh seven, and I still have a bunch of them too. So uh, if you know, those are those are the ones that I like. I already picked them up, so I don't need to get the like Studio Series versions of them, even though, you know, there's better engineering and everything with it. But yeah, it's a pass for me as well. But for those of you who did grow up with the, the movie and that was your G1, this is your, your chance to, to grab those Studio Series figures if you miss them and if you want them. Uh, but like Daryl said, if you're just looking for the Prime, don't spend 140 on it. You, you find some aftermarket thing. Look at eBay. I'm sure you can find the the Prime if that's all you want. Uh, so with that being said, uh, Charles, why don't you go ahead and bring us home? All right. Well, uh, continuing the Studio Series theme, maybe this is a Studio Series figure that we'll be a little bit more interested in, uh, given our biases. So. Uh, there we have new images of studio series 86 core class wheelie so this has not been uh, i guess officially announced yet uh, probably it will be at sdcc uh, tomorrow if they uh, if uh, if you know it looks like it's it's gotten out there so they'll probably just just throw it in, include it in their present in hasbro's presentation but um I guess this is to make up for the terrible wheelie that got packaged with the Studio Series 86 Grimlock. <laughs> now uh, we're getting a a much better wheelie uh, for, and this is a core class figure. So this is you know the new the new legend sized uh, figure. So you know tiny, um, and uh, he comes with a slingshot too. So uh, and looks uh, looks pretty good. I mean, pretty uh, in both robot mode and vehicle mode looks looks uh, you know very reminiscent of the '86 movie animation model. Uh, and uh, yeah, it looks good. So um, you know, yeah, being a fan of the '86 movie and the Studio Series '86 line in general, I, I think this is this is one I'd like to get. I'm still looking for the the core class uh, spike as well. Uh, haven't uh, I, I think that was. I did see a couple at TFCon last weekend, but they were pretty like <laughs> the prices were, were pretty high there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is another, uh, good, uh, you know, 86 movie nostalgia representation here. Uh, Daryl, uh, what do you think of this wheelie? Is this better than the, the Grimlock <laughs> studio series, 86 Grimlock wheelie? Well, I mean, the bar for that wheelie is on the ground. So this, <laughs> this is, yes, this got over that bar, Charles. Yes. Um, the, 
I, I like this one. It's better. Uh, the price point is going to definitely help. Uh, here in Canada, these figures are, I think, about 15 bucks. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll pick this up. Um, you know, the fact that they've made this and they've got the Studio Series Spike, Daniel, I don't know what the hell he is. He Spike? I think he's Spike. Um, yeah, but, it's Spike. So, I, I, does, does that mean that the they've redone they're going to redo all the characters that they included with the dinobots um i i guess i i don't think uh i i mean i haven't gotten one yet but all the pictures i've seen show that sludge doesn't come with anybody so uh i think i don't think they have to worry about redoing anybody else maybe they learn their lesson but uh um but yeah i like the i like this one uh just for what it is uh it's it's very basic there's not a lot of uh of things you got to to do on it. The transformation looks very simple and that's fine. I, I'm these little core class figures are, are exactly what they, they should be. They should be real basic and easy little fiddle formers. And, uh, yeah, that it, it does what it needs to do. And, and hopefully it'll be able to, to ride, uh, on, on Grimlock's back so that you can just simply throw away the one that came with Grimlock. Cause that's <laughs> the only thing you can do with it. Um, I see the, ha- <laughs> the hands don't transform or do anything. So they just hang out the back, uh, of the, uh, alt mode, which is, uh, just hilarious to me. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's fun. It's, it doesn't need to do much for a $15 toy here in Canada. That's, I don't expect a whole hell of a lot. I should, cause that used to be the deluxe price, but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but, uh, but yeah, this is, uh, it's fine for what it is and, and I'm happy with it. Yeah inflation's a bitch <laughs> uh mike what do you think of this figure uh, i uh, i have the titans return wheelie i don't want to double dip on on this i don't want to double dip on a wheelie <laughs> <laughs> it looks decent it's you know that okay i'm gonna rant for a second here this is like the problem that i have with transformers nowadays it's it's like they made small improvements and, and small changes to make it look just a little bit better than the previous version they put out. Just enough where you're like, oh, hey, maybe I want to get this new version. It's like, no, Hasbro, I'm not going to play this game with you anymore. Just just stop it. So I can't justify spending the money on on another wheelie when I don't have that much of an attachment to Wheelie to begin with. I picked up the the Titans Return, like the Legends figure. It's like, you know what? I'm fine with that. Like it, it it's good. I don't need it. <sighs> it looks decent, but yeah, it it's I don't need to to double dip or or more on on a figure like this. If you don't have a Wheelie in this size class, this is actually a neat pickup, but yeah. Certainly a a pass for me, and I'm right there with you, Charles. The uh, I've I've never seen the, uh, the exosuit uh, Spike or Daniel in stores, so never picked him up. That's a figure I might actually enjoy picking up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that that's definitely fair enough. I mean, we are getting. I mean, I, not to continue your rant, Mike, but I, we're. I oh, think it, it looks like like. <laughs> I mean, it seems like fully half the the legacy figures coming out are just uh, re-releases of the the Earthrise Kingdom and Siege figures, like without and and with the the battle damage taken off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, we we're we're getting a lot of recycling these days. 
the movie line, um, like the 07 movie line is when I think that first started this kind of nonsense. When you got like four different primes in like four different size classes, it's like, I don't need to, to double dip this much for a figure. I'll just pick the one I like and then that's that. And then of course, like the next, like, you know, in the Revenge of the Fallen line, they released a prime that was significantly better than the, than the first one. It's like, yeah, it's like, screw you. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> So the solution is you just have to keep – you just wait and keep waiting and keep waiting because yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be a better figure. So you just got to keep waiting. <laughs> God, yeah. Yep. <laughs> just like buying a PC. <laughs> just keep waiting. <laughs> there's always going to be an upgrade. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremy, uh, uh, any positivity to inject in this conversation now? <laughs> Save well, us. It's definitely better than the one that came with Grimlock. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but like Daryl said, that bar is on the floor, so <laughs> it, it didn't take much. Um, I, I think this is a fine figure. I mean, it has joints, which is great. Um, my biggest issue is like what Daryl said with the hands just kind of sticking out of the back of the vehicle mode. Um, I would have hoped that at the very least that hands are removable, um, but I can't tell from here. I don't think so. Yeah, it that that's a shame because it's such a easy little fix they could have done. But beyond that, I think it's fine. Um, I never really liked his vehicle mode anyway. So if I got him, he would be in robot mode next to Grimlock. So the other one would be in the trash. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it, it's good. It It's just, yeah, I hate the price. So I don't know. I might have to get it just to replace the one that came with, um, with uh, Grimlock. So it's 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 functional and fills the gap that they created with the Grimlock one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all our toy topics. So we will move on to trips to the store. All right. This is the part of the show where we show off all the cool Transformer stuff we got this week. We do this as a video so you can see everything we got in beautiful high definition on our YouTube channel. Uh, but we'll have the audio right here so you can listen as we describe everything we got in loving detail. So without further ado, trips to the store. The Transmissions Podcast will return after these messages. All right. Well, yeah, let's let's get into what we got this week. So, uh, Mike, you're going to go first. All right. I cannot compete with all of the TFCon hauls from these folks. So I am going to go first and show off a couple of things I picked up over the last month. One Transformers related thing and one non Transformers related thing. Screw you, Daryl. It's going to happen. First thing I'm going to show. Mute his mic. Is... Oh, mute, mute his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Do it now. Is the Demona figure from NECA Toys from the Gargoyles series. I had her on pre-order at BBTS and it uh, never showed up, but I found her in a Target the other day. Uh, if you have not looked at the, the NECA Toys Gargoyles figures, these are really, really good, uh, high quality figures. And, uh, and yeah, so they're doing like the, the whole series. So if you're a fan of Gargoyles, fan of NECA, fan of just cool looking toys, that's, uh, an option yeah, for you. It was Probably one of the best cartoons of his era. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Big fan of Gargoyles. Yep. Yep. 
the Transformers thing I got was courtesy of uh, DJ Ronin. Uh, he hooked me up with a, it's a, it's a little bright, but a uh, Power of the Primes Jazz for the upcoming custom uh, combiner that I was putting together. So now I have all of the pieces. In fact, I have more than enough pieces to actually put the uh, combiner together. All I really need now is to, to pick up the feet. So if anyone has, uh, I forget the, the number, I think it's like P... PC08 or something like that, specifically like the, the gray feet that uh that perfect effect did for the um for the Combiner Wars figures. Good I'm luck. Gonna, I'm looking to yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you might want to try even... looking for a KO one of that. I know they KO'd them. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I might have to because I even like the blue ones, like the normal color releases, are impossible to find, and the, yeah. the gray ones, oof. God. Yeah, but that's the the last piece I really need for it, but I do have some spare uh some spare stuff I picked up from oh, I forget the company, but it it wasn't perfect effect, but some blue feet that I'm going to use at least temporarily. Hmm. So, next time I'm on, you will see the the combined version with uh, all the figures that I put together and we'll see which one cool. looks uh looks best. I ended up getting an off-road a trailbreaker, uh two jazzes, a ricochet and and a and a prowl and a first aid. <laughs> <laughs> so I have plenty of different options as to what I want to use for the limbs here. <laughs> is that the MAGA jazz? <laughs> it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I took a look and see if that was if it was the original one or one of the the, the later line ones. And yep, it's it's the MAGA jazz. So <laughs> fun times. <laughs> I wonder if you got that from the uh, the store that uh, we both uh, go to because f- recently the uh, the store is, has gotten in like three of those freaking Combiner Wars jazzes. So there's so many of them in there right now. But uh, yeah, maybe uh, I know he. I think he had it for uh, for a little while and just didn't want it anymore. So oh, okay. he hooked me up with it. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's what I got for this week. Uh, so yeah. All right. I guess I will go next. So, yes, uh, myself, Jeremy, and Daryl all went to TFCon, and we all got a bunch of stuff. So I noticed you uh, didn't invite uh, me, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> you were invited. <laughs> I need I needed a formal invitation. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't going to come pick you up. I mean that that's where I draw the line. <laughs> um. All right. Well, first, I want to show off uh, some comics that Daryl gave me. Uh, he surprised me. These are not, not Transformers um, you know, some... related either. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but you gave them to me, Daryl. I learned it from watching you, Daryl. <laughs> I'm also going to have non-Transformer things that Daryl gave me. <laughs> what the hell has this show become? <laughs> it's your fault. It's your own fault, Daryl. You shouldn't have given. You shouldn't have given us stuff. <laughs> Um, so this this these are some uh, African American themed uh, comics from a lot. Well, some I think this is from the nineties. Uh, the others oh, yeah. are from different eras. But um, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is zero or I guess Xer zero or something like that. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it, but apparently it's being turned into a movie uh, with Fifty Cent or Fifty Cent create or created the comic. He's he's involved in some way. He's making the movie. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's making the movie. So, yeah. Um so maybe this will this will go up in value. It's already like um, 50 bucks. Well, there, there you go. Uh this is Black Goliath. So this is a old school Marvel comic. 
And uh, yeah, because you demanded it in his own mind, bending mag at last. Action packed first issue. So, okay, now, <laughs> truth, the truth series. So he got me the first, Daryl got me the first issue uh, of last year, and now he got me issues two, three, four, and five. So that's the rest almost of the series, of right? seven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> seven. So I, I need two more issues. So yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, I think Daryl Daryl's left that as an exercise for me to track down the last two issues. So. That's right. Yeah. Um, but but thank you, Daryl. I do appreciate uh, these comics. These are these are all uh, cool finds and pickups, and uh, you know I I appreciate them. And thanks for sending them in. Thanks for giving them to me. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for the gift. No problem. All right, now uh, we do have some Transformers themed stuff. Um, I believe the 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 show creator was uh, Paul Davids. He worked on the G one animation uh, in the back in the eighties, and he was selling the uh, the film strips from Cosmic Rust. Uh, you probably will not be able to see this at all very nope. well, um, but this is uh, Perceptor and Megatron uh, in four frames of animation. From the the original reel of film from the episode, so yeah, a little little piece of G one, mm-hmm. so that's very cool. He just cut and that I, shit out for you too, and just gave it to you. Yeah, yep. He, yes. he just took the the wow. the thirty five millimeter and just. Yep. Damn. And we we all we all got a piece. We all got pieces. So that was that was very yeah. cool. I have put um, on my Twitter. I I figured out a good way of to get a picture of it and put it on my Twitter. So. We can link that in the Your show what? notes. what? Yeah. My Twitter. <laughs> it, it, have you heard of that? Yeah. I, I found my, my studio light, my cheap, like $25 y- newer USB light thing. I put it on there and then took a picture and it looked good. I was actually thinking of like maybe you can be like a, like make a little shadow box thing or buy like a little shadow box thing and put a, a light inside and like hang that up. That's my goal is to have some something like that where I could, I could turn off the light and not have it on all the time. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we had the the charity auction, the return of the TFCon charity auction. Uh, I donated a bunch of the things I was trying to sell. I mean, you might have you might have seen the sales uh, things I was showing off a little bit in the last uh, few months, but uh, I figured, yeah, you know, I'm trying to just get get rid of some clutter, and I donated a bunch of toys, and I got a bunch of raffle tickets. I didn't know they were doing a a, a raffle for people who donated stuff, but they were. And I just put a. I put, there were several items they were raffling off. I put tickets in, and I won a couple. So I won the uh, TFCon Axis. So this is a, I guess, a repaint of Shafter nice. uh, from 2014. Mm-hmm. He's a evil, evil Huffer, evil all black Huffer, and uh, Stronghold. This is a little headmaster figure with uh, weapons. So mm-hmm. hmm. nice, cool. So, thank you, TFCon, and uh, I believe they they made over ten thousand uh, dollars in the charity yeah. auction. So mm-hmm. they That's one um, wish, yeah, at least one wish uh, fulfilled for, by the folks at TFCon. So congratulations for that. Uh, also, so yeah, we had uh, Andrew Wildman uh, was at the show. This is my first time meeting Andrew Wildman in person. Classic uh, G One Comics artist. Uh, I did buy his uh, his sketchbook. And of course, he signed it. And, and check out our alt mode last week with the interview where Charles and Daryl got to talk with him. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was just it was great meeting him, talking with him. He's a very cool guy. Uh, you know, he's he's 
you know, so his art was some of my favorite from back in G1. And I had a bunch of comics that I got signed. So uh, UK comics. So actually, I went to his panel, and in his panel, he showed off. This was basically the first uh, UK comic that he did interior art for. And I happened to have it with me, so I got it signed. And I got a bunch of other UK comics signed. Which uh, these are, I think these are almost all the comics he worked on in the UK, either covers or interiors, which uh, was very nice to get them all signed. And uh, also the US, <laughs> Marvel US comics, I got those signed too. So uh, we had all the UK comics and US up to uh, issue 80, you know, the final issue of uh, back in the day. And then he went and did Regeneration 1, too. So I got a bunch of the Regeneration 1 issues signed as well. Um, and, yeah, it was... I was very happy to get all my Andrew Wildman stuff signed. So uh, thank you so much to, to Mr. Wildman for letting me pull a Daryl and, and get everything signed. Um and he didn't complain or anything. He, he just smiled and, and laughed and let me do it. So I appreciate it. Uh, so the last thing I got. So this was not something I picked up at TFCon, uh, but it did. It arrived the the day after I came back from TFCon, and it was something that I was very excited to get. Uh, and um, it's it's actually. St- still available if you uh you know if if this is something you want this is not like a a rare item it's something you can pick up right now if you want it i got the lego Ah. optimus prime so there he is nice uh he's got that (laughs) i I stuck the energon cube on on the top of him so but you can pull that off from that one Uh, episode there's there's the axe his his energon axe um He's got Sideswipe's Rocket Pack. Uh, I, I just stuck that on the back. It, so I'm, I'm showing him off in vehicle mode because I, I think Jeremy showed him off in robot yeah. mode when he showed him. You can him. see him in robot mode over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So here's here's the um, the Sideswipe Rocket Pack. Um, How well did he hold together when you transformed it? Pretty good. Yeah. No problems. I, I've transformed him nice. a couple times, and he's he's pretty stable. Um, here is the, the his his laser rifle or ion blaster. Which is a cool little item. I really like the instruct. Oh, go ahead. The the rifle was so fun to build, in my opinion. Just kind of like it doesn't look like anything, and then at some point, you just it it comes together. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, everything everything in this build was very satisfying. I like the way everything comes together. Like you're when you're putting the toy together, you're seeing all the ratchets and joints for how he transforms. It's really it's really neat. Um, There is a matrix inside, of course. There it is. And, um, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's the transformation is really nice and smooth. Well done. I mean, it's a, it's a well put together figure. It's, it's amazing what they did with this, with this guy. I know people complain about the, um, the leg, uh, you know, not having any knee joints, but, uh, I mean that, that didn't really bother me. Like it's a very well put together figure. I'm very impressed with this. Uh, I enjoyed putting it together. Uh, it's, you know, just a great, just a great Lego figure and a great transformer. So um, I have no complaints for this guy. Um, yeah, I mean the one the one thing I will complain about though, uh, actually, you know, I have the no instructions- complaints except for 
just complained. <laughs> well, it's not about the figure. It's about the instruction booklet. So the instruction booklet is, is great. It's awesome. It has little fun facts about Transformers sprinkled throughout the book, which is really nice. The one thing I'll complain about at the beginning of the instruction booklet, it has the quote, Autobots convert and roll out. No. Never. Mm. Never. No. No. <laughs> no. It is never convert and roll out. No. <laughs> there it is. Jeremy's showing it. No. That is wrong. I don't care about your trademark issues. No. Tell the lawyers to shut up. It's transform and roll out. Transform look at, look at and roll languages. out. <laughs> the other languages. It is not convert and roll out. That is terrible. That is ridiculous. It's just an English thing. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Other than that, everything else is great. <laughs> uh, and uh, while uh, while uh, Jer- while Jeremy and uh, and uh, or while Jeremy and Daryl are showing off their stuff, I'm going to transform this guy because I want to show you how he looks compared to MPO one. So <laughs> that's it for right. me. <laughs> You'll just hear me doing stuff in the background. <laughs> Good. That won't be distracting at all. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you're up next. What do you got? All right. First off, the non-transformer things Daryl gave me, because <laughs> I, I no longer have a Unicron. It, it, it's gone. It, I, I drove it to Daryl's house because he couldn't <laughs> sell it at TFCon. Mm-hmm. Um, but and thanks for letting me hold it and you know move it with me and everything. Daryl gave me some comics. This first one, Daryl, you, you said it was just because it looks like Superman's fighting Popeye. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of funny. It looks like the guy's name is what Captain Strong. I'd never heard of him before. And so yeah, but Superman he's Popeye. Popeye. He's Popeye. Yeah, April nineteen eighty five. So you know, tw- towards the end before the Crisis reboot, they were probably doing some crazy stuff. But then you managed to get one of these JLA Avengers books uh, that they just put out again because uh, to help with George Perez. And th- this is amazing. I-, I love this. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, not a problem. That and was then, uh, that was good. Yeah, and in terms of TFCon stuff, I got um, some merch, some TFCon merch. Uh, in, in your interview with Colin, you, he mentioned that they're going to have some merch again. So uh, I got a TFCon hat, and I have a pin somewhere. I can't find it. I'm going to have to dig it up, and I'll show it next week. It's really tiny, but that was cool. And then I got um, Vince DiCola was there. I got him to sign my... Um, my LP of the 86 soundtrack. I, I was kind of surprised at the price of autographs for the, the non-comic guests because that that's a $50 autograph right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's fine. I mean, I, I how many times am I going to see him in the show? So I got that. And then from Andrew Wildman, I got this print of Grimlock. This is great. And he signed it. And um, I just, I love that. Um, another old thing that uh, I think Daryl, you were holding for me, um, from was this December, December. Yep. Yeah, this is the the Beast Machines Writer's Bible, and Bob Skur signed it. So, being a fan of that show, like it. Um, it's 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 written by him and Marty Eisenberg. So, um, basically, just kind of going all in on the you know the characters, their motivations, everything. It's really cool. And then before I get into toys, I got two more things. Oops, sorry. 
I have um, pre-COVID, I've been working on the Superman sketchbook and uh, finally got to add one more to it. Uh, Andrew Lee Griffith did this version of Superman. It's kind of a Silver Age. I, I really like it. Cool. Um, I just I when I ask an artist to do this, I'm like just whatever you picture Superman as, just that's what I want. I'm not giving you any other kind of preferences. Just I want your version. So like I have, um, let's see, this is, oh, what's the guy's name? Hold on. Um, oh, this is Buster Moody. Who's worked on TMNT for IDW. Um, it's kind of cool. And then Thomas Deere did this. Oops. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool one. And then Livio did the cyborg Superman. So glad to be able to start getting back with that. And then speaking of Livio, I got this Darth Vader sketch from the recent Obi-Wan series with the cracked faceplate and stuff. So really like that. Um, I also got the the film, which I got in here, but I mean, you will see it just as well as you saw Charles's. So I'm not going to take it out. Uh, All right. And now toys. I got a couple things. Um, Again, from Daryl, you'd been kind of collecting stuff. Um, I mentioned a few months ago, my um, reissue G1 Bumblebee broke. Mine was the the, the old um, keychain one, but you were nice enough to find one and put mm-hmm. it in a box for me. So this uh, the most recent reissue Bumblebee, and he's got the cartoon face, which I actually prefer over the G1 robot face. And then you threw in this little MicroMaster Scourge Nemesis Prime in there. So that's cool. And then uh, from Parts Party that our friend Arash was putting on, I bought a G2 Bumblebee. So this is cool. Uh, although uh, one of the wheels doesn't turn, that's going to be a project. But, you know, the the gold looks good. Yeah. So, so shiny. Yeah, very, very shiny. That, that was a gold bug right there. Yeah. Um, and the last thing which I haven't yet paid for, but I bought off of Charles masterpiece Soundwave. which thank you. You'll get your, your money eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're good for it, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I'll probably show off the Andrew Waldman comics. I got signed next week, so I'll have something to show off next week. So that is all I got. Now everyone just sit back and hear Daryl. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I? Ju- can I, I? I'm gonna let you finish, oh. Daryl. Can I jump in before, <laughs> real quick? <laughs> sure. So oh. I, I was able to transform him just in in that time. So it was I didn't break anything off. Uh, the transformation is pretty simple and intuitive, just like G1 Optimus Prime. And uh, here is MPO one. He's actually. You know, a, a little bit bigger than MPO one. MPO one is definitely heavier with the diecast metal. Uh, wait, wait but- a second, Charles. You happen to have an MPO one just sitting next to you right now, <laughs> just I, for I this comparison. Have- I, I may have taken him out of the case before we started recording. Just to have him ready. <laughs> uh huh. I thought I thought people would be interested in the size comparison. You know, I size am. matters, right? Yeah. I wanted yeah. to see it. So, so this, yeah. So this, so. Th- he he's a he's a, a just a, a slightly bigger than MPO one, so you know, pretty chunky figure. So you just need to get a sharpie and add some battle damage to the Lego. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, go ahead, Daryl. And now let's let's see TFCon Palooza 
Well, well, I'm sorry, we've run thrilling. out of time. A lot of time. Yeah. The um, I'm saving something for next week, but if you can can see right above me there, somebody's got some arms now. <clears throat> so, <laughs> can look forward to that. I uh, I picked up some stuff from TFCon as well, and uh, I one of the things I got at a parts party there, um, I was able to trade some of the things I uh, I one of the things I brought uh, to 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 sell. And, uh, part of that I, I, I picked up was, uh, Transformers animated, uh, Rodimus minor still sealed in its, in its, on its card. So I was really happy to get that. It's one of those uh, animated figures that I, I never actually, uh, got before. So to get them on, mm. you know, in seal, sealed in package was, uh, was a pretty big uh, thing for me. Um, I've, I've only got, I've still got, a, I've got a couple uh, animated figures sealed on card, so I uh, was pretty happy to uh, to find this one. Um, I picked up some original art, uh, one piece from a Mr. Andrew Lee Griffith. This is uh, from the book we are about to review in alt mode. Um, so this is a very modern piece. It is uh, page six uh, of the the Fate of Cybertron book, and. Uh, the uh, they didn't have a title for it at the time, so he just labeled it as finale. But you can see uh, Computron and Skylinks in this, and uh, yeah, uh, a bunch of stuff going on here. So this is right as uh, stuff starting to ramp up in that in that book. So uh, this was a great a great piece of art that uh, that I picked up from him, and uh, I was really happy to get that. And uh, and then uh, Andrew Wildman was there, and he brought some original art as well. And uh, and I picked up this piece from him, and uh, and this is from uh, Regeneration One, uh, issue number eighty four. So um, little a couple a couple issues into the series there, uh, and uh, this is Megatron uh, talking with Starscream, uh, with um, right uh, on this side here. So that's Ratchet's head on the front of Megatron's little sled that he had going on. If you remember that series back in the day. Mm. Um, and uh, then there's some dead characters on the uh, on the ground there. Uh, it, I've I've looked at that page and it's it's epic. And if you'll recall, like all this free space up here, um, that was uh, that was stuff that John Paul, when he was coloring it, he uh, he used to tell the mood of the of the story. So um, he filled that with some really nice sky sky sight. So yeah, it's a it's a really great great page. And uh, yeah, the uh, the art on here it was just great great art of Megatron and Starscream. So. Yeah, I was really happy to get that page as well. Um, one of the other things I got, uh, this is uh, just one of those things when I go to conventions now, I'm looking at G1 toys like I always do, but uh, I don't need many anymore to complete the uh, my North American run of G1. So uh, I was able to find one, um, and this is um, this is Blackout and Space Shot. In the uh, their anti-aircraft artillery thing, this is a MicroMaster base the combiner, MicroMaster combiners and their and their little base thing, and uh, it's fun. It's expensive. It was expensive, but it's it's one of those things that I had a, p- a couple pieces for, and it just seemed this was in way better condition than the one the pieces that I had, and to get the pieces I needed, I was going to be ending up spending what this thing costed anyway. So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to buy the whole thing outright and be done with it. So I did. And I'm uh, really happy to have this because it's, uh, it's, um, this gets me that much closer to being complete on, uh, on G1. So yeah, happy to have that. 
Um, I also picked up some of those uh, pieces of film. I have put them in top loaders um, because uh, I had those sitting around and they were available. Um, does, uh, did your guys, Jeremy, yours, you said yours was four pieces of, of uh, four frames? No, I think mine's five. Let me, okay. let me check my Twitter. <laughs> Mine was only four. Okay. Because I've got one that's four and I've got two that are five. So, yeah. Mine is five. Okay. I have... I so, trying to see if one, I can show it here. One frame of Aerobots and then four frames of Optimus. Right. Doing. So, that might be too bright. Maybe you can see it there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah it's you, pr- you got it's, the continuation of mine. Yeah. So, I liked I liked having the Optimus one there because he's that's a great picture. And one, if I can get a really good picture of it, I tried scanning it and it just it didn't come through. Um, this is the uh, the Starscream one. And uh, that's a really good a really good picture of Starscream. This is really this is this is not the best way of showing it, but at least it's not black. So, and uh, then the other one here I picked up. This is Megatron and Starscream um, during the episode, and uh, yeah. So I was really happy to get these uh, these these three things. And again, those are each those last two are are five frames. And uh, so when I was looking at the the Optimus one, and he I only got in four frames. I thought maybe I got ripped off. And then um, I was like, you know what? Maybe I actually got two for free on the last two so yeah no. but no, you got ripped off <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i was just happy to be able no. to get those things because those i did not even fathom that that would be available at the show so i was really happy yeah. to get that i put in our discord and our donatron's chat the my, picture of mine and then how i took the picture oh, okay yeah i'm gonna look at that so. the uh the last thing i got is the some of something that arrived uh after I got home from TFCon and uh, I uh, had ordered it knowing that uh, I might see the pieces at TFCon. I did, but uh, I wasn't a hundred percent. So uh, I, I just, uh, I ordered it anyway. And, uh, and they were the last two components for my magic square devastator. And uh, I, uh, I've spent some time this uh, week and put them together and, uh, you may have gotten a tip from the, that I was going to show this off if you looked at my Twitter because I did post some pictures on Twitter that I had this. Um, but uh, this thing is absolutely remarkable, the engineering that's into this Legends-scale Devastator. Um, yes, it does cheat a little bit because the, the the hips and the thighs are, you know, one giant piece that, you know, just kind of clips into the, the, the long haul and then the, the legs. But uh, that's the only piece on here that does that. Um, so hips do lie. The hips, the hips are are <laughs> lying here. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, this thing here is is completely transformable, and all the pieces do what they're supposed to do. Um, and then the pieces that are are like detachable, they all combine into some drill thing that you know you can use on its own. So it's they're not useless. Um, but I, I I love this thing. This is incredibly um, well engineered. Sometimes some people might even say over engineered because the 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 figures are really complex for what they are. If this thing was scaled up to masterpiece scale, this would be a masterpiece you know combiner. Um, I am I am thoroughly impressed with what they've done at this scale. Um, so each one of these two packs, there are three two packs, and each one of them was about a hundred and thirty bucks Canadian, which I guess would have been about a hundred hundred bucks U.S. Um, 
So this is an expensive uh, legend scale figure here, but uh, I am really quite impressed with uh, with what they were able to accomplish here. And this thing was in direct competition with the New Age Devastator, and and I've been fairly vocal on on the fact that I really wasn't happy with the amount of cheating that it did. Um, but again, this thing here is is incredibly uh, uh, well engineered. And you can see on the back how how well it you know it kind of puts together, and you know all of the stuff here on the back is part of the individual figures as well. So, yeah, it's um, I'm going to post some more pictures when I get a chance to actually take some, but it's very articulated. It holds everything really well. I was doing some shots because I do have the other um, uh, Legend Scale Devastator uh, with me because I bought it. It's from DX9, and this thing here is a piece of junk by comparison. Like absolute garbage, and uh, you know this is some a bunch of years difference, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting to see the amount of engineering, the technology that comes through uh, over the over the course of a few years. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really quite happy that I w- I went in on this Devastator. I'm I'm very happy with it. Yeah, but that's all I'm going to show for this week. I think I've. Got a bunch of other stuff that uh, I can show off uh, in weeks coming up. Again, the uh, the arms on this guy, they're here. He's heavy. He's really heavy. But uh, again, we'll save that for another week. I may have held back some TFCon stuff too as well. So we'll see. I was wondering. Good. I, know, I know some stuff you got that you didn't talk about. Yeah, I held some stuff back too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that'll do it for this week's Trips to the Store. We now return to the Transmissions Podcast. All right, we're back from our Trips to the Store, and we will move on to convention news. All right, it is uh, convention season for sure, and we have a bunch of news coming up, uh, starting out with Anime Expo 2022. Um, there was a, and I am, I am sorry for mispronouncing this. This is a, a Japanese convention, I believe. And they had a panel on the Transformers Bishujo series. I believe that's where we had the, uh, like we talked about last week with that Megatron, the anime girl Megatron. Um, and then they had a, an in-panel vote for the next, um, the next, character to do and does it surprise anyone that starscream won <laughs> no I, I don't think so so you know we'll, we'll see if it happens but i think we, we already have a bumblebee as coming as the next one so it'll be optimus megatron bumblebee and then looks like starscream would be the fourth it, that was likely the plan all the way you know all along i mean if that was you know, if if I were designing a Transformers line, those were the four I would start with. But the panel could choose between Jazz, Starscream, and Soundwave. And, you know, they clearly went with Starscream. Uh, moving on, we have a lot of SDCC news uh, now that they're returning to in-person. Um, we have uh, the Transformers product reveal, which will be Thursday, July 21st, uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, room 29AB if you were going to be there. Uh, and then at 6 p.m. Pacific time, uh, there's going to be a panel uh, in Room 9, Animation Story Editors. What do they do? Um, so 
This will have um, Craig Miller from Pocket Dragon Adventures, uh, Nicole Dubois or Dubuc. I, I am I am so sorry. Um, she was on My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic and Transformers Rescue Bot. Uh, sorry, Transformers Rescue Bots. Bob Skur, um, who I mentioned on Trips to the Store, uh, worked on Extreme Bo- Ghostbusters and Transformers Beast Machines. Patrick Riger, who was uh, on Unikitty and Bathwheels. Holly Huckins, on, who's from, from Rugrats and Hamsters of Hamsterdale. And Chris Doc Wyatt, who is on Marvel Spider-Man and Transformers BotBots. So lots of Transformers representation there on that panel. I, I'm sure that'll be fun. Um, talking all about what story editors do and how you become one and stuff. So that's fun. But I think the big thing of that day will be the product reveal, which will have Ben from Hasbro marketing and Evan from Hasbro design going through a lot of the new legacy toy reveals. Um, so that will be Thursday. And then we also have a press release from Hasbro about SECC. So in addition to that panel we just talked about, there's going to be a Nickelodeon Transformers EarthSpark panel Friday, J- July 22nd at 2.15 p.m. to 3.15 p.m. in room 6A. This will um, – you'll have – you'll get to meet the next generation of heroes from the new animated series. Um, it looks like this will feature the voice talent, um, including Danny Pudi, who's doing Bumblebee, Catherine Cavari, who's voicing Twitch, Zena Robinson, who voices Thrash, along with co-executive producer Dale Malinowski and executive producer Ant Ward. And you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at art, casting, and get some never-before-seen clips, which if it's anything beyond the 10 seconds we've gotten, it's never-before-seen. So that is – I'm definitely interested in what comes out of that because that series we we know almost nothing about. That that will be it for – uh, Hasbro at SECC. And then the last thing we have here is IDW Publishing is going to have Livia Ramadelli and EJ Sue as a, in a signing uh, Thursday, July 21st from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. booth 2729. So if you want to get um, anything signed from those two, go and check that out. Uh, one last thing we have in convention news is uh, our friend Mike Seibert sent this over to us just to remind us uh Cybefest Northwest is July 23rd at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington, which is about 20 miles south of Seattle. Uh, it is a one-day convention, uh, has a kids open play area, has fan panels, um including one with IDW artists uh that has Billy Montfort and Blackie Shepard who have all worked on IDW Transformer comics. Uh there's trivia contest uh, an art contest that is judged by the aforementioned IDW artists, uh, raffles, uh, and the show will close out with um, Mike Seibert doing a live version of his podcast, the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. And uh, admission is only $10 for adults, $5 for children, 5 to 12, under 5, they're free. And they have a family rate, $25 for two adults and f- two to five children. So that's pretty cool. So you can go to That's CYB. F-E-S-T-N-W.com and get all of the information. So that always sounds like such a fun uh, convention and one day is easy to get in and out. So uh, and Apollo will be there too. So if yes, uh, Apollo will be there too. So you can go meet her. Um, so yeah, it, it just sounds like a fun show. So that is everything for convention news. And Daryl, you are going to have a lot of work in the toy show next week because of, <laughs> 
SDCC. So just warning you now. <laughs> I'm going to try and stay up on it all, all week long. So that's going to be the biggest tra- job. All right. Uh, let's finish up the show with a little bit of feedback. Okay, we got a little f- bit of feedback, and this comes from YouTube. So our YouTube video, the uh, version of the of episode four ninety three, uh, this comes to us from Toxic Wheels. So I think we we've we've had some feedback from uh, from them before several times. So uh, thanks for writing in Toxic Wheels. They say, hey there, Transmissions crew. Don't know if you still do feedback on YouTube comments or if you take feedback on episodes from two weeks ago. We do both, so you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to leave something from episode 492. I myself have pre-ordered Tonkinator, the Tonka crossover with the Constructicons. As a fan of the G1 cartoons, I liked the way the Constructicons were, uh, were played on that show. And having grown up with Tonka trucks when I was young, this seemed this set seemed like a perfect match for me. Back in the before I could walk, uh, back in the day before I could walk, I'd squeeze my rear end into the back of a Tonka dump truck and scoot across the floor. <laughs> Silly, I know, <laughs> but hey, it worked. <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess uh, you know whatever will get you going until those legs start working. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, Toxic Wheels, uh, it's, it's great to hear that this Tonkinator uh, speaks to you. Uh, as I, you know, we discussed it earlier in this episode as well, that it, it didn't speak to me in particular, but I, I'm happy to see that it, it's, it speaks to you and it's something that will, uh, will bring you joy. So that's great. And uh, enjoy your Tonkinator. Then there is no pleasing you, Charles. <laughs> I'm quite pleased. (laughs) I'm vicariously pleased through Toxic Wheels. (laughs) Out of context, that sounded pretty strange. (laughs) Don't clip that out of the episode. (laughs) Okay, well, that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions. As always, we end the show by giving a shout-out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. So thank you once again to john 4 good and DemonTech82. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for continuing to support the show at our highest level on Patreon. And that's why we give you a shout-out in every episode. And uh, Mike, of course, it's great to have you on as always. Uh, anything else you want to plug beyond the awesome, amazing, outstanding Empire of Rust? Well, take a look at the YouTube videos for the deck building game that we put up next week. It was a, a very fun time. Uh, it was a lot of work for me to put the, the video together. If uh, if any of you have watched uh, the Will Wheaton tabletop, or uh, I, th- I think it's called tabletop uh, yeah. uh, shows. It was uh, a great I, series. Yeah, it, it really was. And I, I, I wish they did more seasons than just the three they had. I... I I was kind of inspired by that a bit, so I, I tried to to make it as easy to follow along and, you know, showed, like, the cards in higher detail and everything, like, throughout the entire thing. So, put a lot of work into it. I, I hope you enjoy it, and if you do, you know, let me know. We might uh, do it again once the, the Decepticon version comes out or the expansion comes out. All right, yeah, and we will definitely make sure to to highlight that on our social media everywhere so you'll know when, as soon as the videos go live. 
and definitely check them out and let Mike know, let, let us all know what you think, but let Mike know in particular, because yeah, he, he put a lot of work into that. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of transmissions. Thanks everyone for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Music